Hey, y'all. So if you've been paying attention, you know that this is the last rewind before season two of Situationships drops next week. Are y'all excited? Because I sure am. And to give you a little bit of a teaser, next week's episode is a really fascinating one where a single father comes on and talks about some of the challenges he faces um, dating as a single dad and kind of marrying his two worlds of his dad self and his dating self. And even if you're not a parent, honestly, I think a lot of the insights that he shares are really interesting and valuable. I know I got some insights and takeaways from it. But before we get there, this episode is a rewind of the season finale of season one where my friend comes and she talks about her experience as a black woman in an interracial marriage um, and specifically how she used online dating very strategically to find her partner. Um, And they've now been together for seven years and are happily married. I was actually just at their house a couple of weekends ago drinking up all their Corona light and eating up all their barbecue. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and rate the pod and leave a review. Don't forget to join the Situationships Podcast Facebook group where ladies are sharing dating and relationship tips and insights that they've learned through trial and error. And lastly, let's connect on social media. You can find me at Situationships Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Situations Pod on Twitter. All right, I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey y'all, this is Randy and you are listening to Situationships, the podcast where black millennials share stories about dating and relationships. Situationships. I talked to a 32-year-old married woman who tells me about how she committed to a year of 100% and it got her a white boo. She shares some advice on online dating and interracial relationships. I hope you like it and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you know when season two drops. Thanks for rocking me, y'all. Check out the episode. Hey. Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How you doing? Awesome. I'm great. Okay. Um, I'm glad you're here today to share about your awesome relationship, your <laughs> marriage, because you're full married. Yes. Yes. Completely and yeah. legally. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Legally. Um, yeah. Um, so I hear you have a story to tell. Uh, yeah. So um, basically, it's if you've ever seen that um, NBC show that is my guilty pleasure, How I Met Your Mother, this is kind of like that. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So... Um, I'm Patrice and I'm a 32 year old black female. So Mm -hmm. I think that sets the stage for what, what happened. Um, but basically when I was 26, um, I was in a very, very bad job, um, Mm -hmm. where my boss was terrible and, um, I was just feeling really down and my girlfriend, um, my friend who was a girl, Mm -hmm. we were not in a relationship, (laughs) um, but she came to visit um, because she had decided on a whim to purchase a ticket to go see someone that she was interested in who lived in the same city as me. Okay. And I was like, buying a plane ticket as a day of and then getting over to say I love you to someone you'd never talked to um, having that level of a relationship. Oh, wow. About. And she was like, yeah, it's my year of 100%. And I was like, what is that? 
And she was like, well, like, imagine if you lived every day of your life, like, actually going towards what you wanted as opposed to why you couldn't or like anything like that. Just yeah. like if you have a goal, even if it's like a ridiculous goal, just say, I'm going to spend every day working for that goal. Um, and at the end of the year, if it doesn't work out, then like I tried and that's fine. Um, I like I was, that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, like if I wasn't afraid of anything and I just decided yes. I'm going to do it, then what would I do? And so I was yeah. like, I want to do a really like strenuous physical challenge and at the end of the year, I want to look into someone's face and say I love you to them and have them say it back to me and know that we're both telling the truth. Oh, wow. Like, that's that's the goal. Oh, um, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> that's super scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the time, I wasn't dating anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how, Sway? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, fuck. Uh, oh, can we come? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no. And so, um, basically, I for my physical challenge, I biked 60 miles for oh, charity wow. and then um how long did it take you to train for that it took me about three months to train oh wow okay um okay. so it's it's doable yeah i say for anybody listening um create a year of 100 percent and just like try something where you're like that sounds impossible because it's not yeah, if you no. know someone that's done it then Girl. like you're no better they're no better than you you can do it that's my love sorry really quickly that's my lesson of 2017 is i literally you can do whatever you want yeah nothing is too big just stop being scared and do it Go ahead. Yeah. So maybe this could be your year. Well, yeah. well, I mean, hello, podcast. Yeah. Like, anyway. Boom. Done. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I, I did that. I um, booked a trip to Europe, which I had never oh, nice. done yeah. um, with my twin sister. Um, and then I was like, OK, let's let's do it. So I was already on OK Cupid, but I was just kind of like uh, the I guess a lot of people do it on Tinder now where they delete it and then they bring it back and then they just I've been like, there. Yeah. Bounce back and forth or whatever. But I was like, nah, starting January 1st. So like I threw a party for New Year's Eve mm -hmm. and I invited a bunch of people and I was like, you better bring some dudes because I'm not about to yes. have some stuff. Any that didn't work out because someone like had to go to the hospital from my house, which was like, OK, they that's got. Yeah, that's another, another story. story. Anyway. Right? <laughs> um, and so that the first thing was like collect the dudes from who like for who you have like a connection eligible right and eligible and sort of cycle them through all those dudes were lame so it's like this isn't gonna work out yeah then it's going on okay cupid and getting every day at least 30 minutes in of looking at dudes oh, profiles answering questions responding to people the first three months i didn't write anybody because i was like i'm from the south i'm a lady nobody yeah. like i shouldn't have to write right uh, yeah no, I was like, because the guys that message me, like they have a selection bias. I have a selection bias. I would rather go on a date with someone who I selected right. than someone who was like, hey, uh, your teeth are OK. Like, you're yeah, right. Just, Arbitrary, no. yeah. So I was just like, OK, I'm going to write people. If people write me, I'll respond to them. But like, this is a year of 100 percent. Like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. So I was just writing people and just every day, at least 30 minutes a day on the app. If I wasn't on the app, then I was on a date. And so I think in the course of I met him in June. So May. April from the middle of March to the middle of June. And we're on about 50 first dates. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'm not like I was I was like, nah, like. I, yeah, I have to get this done like I'm I'm tired and as the year goes later and later then it's harder to be like I love you and I love you too that's if it's real. like this that's is real. the second yeah. date boo like no. so yeah <laughs> so like it was just like okay, line makes up a lot because of by by August I had to be done and right because y'all had to be working on loving each other <laughs> 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 um and so I just um 
I would go on a first date and then the opportunity cost of every single night is huge. Yeah. Because if you say, oh, I, I guess he's okay. I'll go on a second date with him. Then you can't go on a first right. date with somebody else or you can't be on the app like get it done. Right. Um, and so I met a lot of dudes um, and DC is really multicultural. So yeah. like dudes from all across the spectrum. Um, I went on a really tragic date with an Indian dude that I was like, you look like the Indian Prince Eric. We should get married. But um, he, we tried to make out and I started crying and it was like <laughs> awful. <laughs> so I was like, damn, maybe I'm not like quite ready right. yet. Um, but I still like just was like date, 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 yeah. date. Um, and I wrote to Chris and he didn't write me back. And I was like, okay. this motherfucker. Oh. Um, and so like two weeks went by. I was doing other things. I was training for the ride while I was doing all this right. stuff. I started another job while I was doing all this stuff. So I worked weekends at Wonderland. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and so I was like, I was just like, if I just stay busy, then mm-hmm. like something's going to happen. Something's yeah. got to change. Yeah. Um, and then, so I looked at his profile again because it just came up. Uh-huh. And okay, Cupid tells on you. Like if you look at somebody, then they're like, this right, right, right. Oh, you. I know. I'm familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then he wrote me back and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I forgot about it. I, you wrote to me and I didn't think about it because I was going out of town and then I forgot to write back to mm-hmm. you. But like, I didn't forget about you and I'm really, really sorry and all this stuff. Let's go on a date. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, when we met, he was like, yeah, I've never like even gone on a date with a black girl before. I wasn't really? sure like what, he's also seven years older than me. Okay. And so it was like this 26 year old black woman was like, Hey, we need to hang out. And like, <laughs> when am I free? And I was like, I don't like what, huh? And so I was like, well, that was your problem. Um, but we had our first date. Where is he from? I'm sorry. He's from Maine. So he didn't even okay. like meet a black person okay. until like seventh grade. Dang. Or something like that. Like it was like. That's intense. Yeah. And now he's married to one. Now he's married to wow. one. We get him. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. And so just at the time, the group that I was hanging out with was like mostly white girls. Uh-huh. Um, and this was in 2012. Uh-huh. So shit started popping off. Right. You had okay. like Trayvon Martin. You had like got you. like stuff where like got you. discussing race was not you couldn't avoid it anymore. Right. Um, and my friend group splintered mm. because there were some Beckys that were like, I don't see color. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't see us being friends anymore. That's real. Um, and I think that for me, one of the reasons why I was like, I can snip, snip, snip is because Chris was like very curious and very engaging. So he would he would ask me like, "How do you feel about this?" And like, when with your friends, you don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, that's true, huh?" And so we like would go through like, "Okay, like how 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 is he interpreting this news story? How mm-hmm. am I interpreting this news story? Like, what's really going on?" Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what in what ways do I write off his opinion? Right. Um, in what ways does he like? feel defensive and get that sort of like fragility right, shit. Right. Um, and then just like really working through it. And like, we talk about stuff like really regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone to couples like counseling mm-hmm. and stuff. Just, I mean, not for like race stuff, more for like just joint decision-making, right. which is like hard to learn. Um, and yeah, now now we're married. <laughs> we're trying to buy a house and like do adult shit. How I don't know if that was married? like a story. No, that's totally a story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been married? Yeah, we have been married a year and a half in like a couple weeks. 
Okay, so, so it's still new, but we've been together since 2012, and it's 2017. Okay, I can do math. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So when you, because you said this wasn't the first white guy or non-black guy you yeah, dated or talked yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a um, white suburb in Charlotte. Okay, and so there was like for my twin sister and I were usually the only black people in our classes yeah and then a black guy showed up freshman year dun, of high dun, school dun. <laughs> um, and I was like he's in the AG and AP classes too what's going on right what's good, was good. <laughs> um and then he was like oh no I'm dating Becky's almost exclusively do that you wear makeup right. then I don't want to talk to you if you don't you wear like jeans and just like relaxed stuff to mm-hmm. school as opposed to like trying to be a plastic for mean girls mm-hmm. I'm not trying to deal with that and I was like I get you. I see you. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and then that pattern got repeated like throughout college and, and DC dating. Yeah. No, I totally relate to that. I, it's funny. I was just talking to my mom earlier today about like my dynamics and friendships with race, but for a really long time, I only or primarily had white or non-black friends. Yeah. And that's also who I was like attracted to, like on a dating perspective, but it wasn't always matched. Yeah. Like I often felt like, just this little black girl who no one was like checking for. Uh, um, yeah. So, okay. That's, that's even in DC. Well, no, well, maybe like, like, well, okay. So no, so that, that's, that was growing up. That <laughs> okay. was like high school and college. Yeah. And, and where did you go to undergrad? University of Pittsburgh. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause Pittsburgh is still very segregated and a lot of the students, at least when I was at Pitt were from like suburbs or Philadelphia. And so it was, yeah, yeah. anyway, okay. um, but so you were, you were really comfortable and like used to interacting with like white people essentially. Oh yeah. And so how was he like when you guys were starting to like get to know each other in the courtship period, was he comfortable or was with he white people? No, with you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, he with dating me I think he was a little bit nervous because a lot of the news and political conversation was about race Mm -hmm. um, and him being a white male like he assumed he had no standing in the conversation um, which is rough but like my family is pretty boisterous and pretty much like we're gonna get like just like me we're gonna get in your face we're gonna be like what's up what's good what's going on Um, and so um, he pushed it more than I would have Mm -hmm. um in the sense that, like, I wasn't going to introduce him to my mom until, like, we were engaged. Like, yeah. like until late. Um, until I was like, I know that you're good. Yeah. Um, and he, after five weeks, my mom was coming to, my ha- mom happened to be coming to visit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so when am I going to meet your mom? And yeah. I was like, never. <laughs> and he was like, no, I think I think I should meet her. I think I should meet her and like introduce. And so she brought my aunt with her and then there was like a whole dinner and like some of my friends were there and he was there and my mom and my aunt were like, um, and for the listeners, I did the, um, I sort of like glaring and like really investigating what was going on, laser focus and being like, who is this guy? Because the last guy that they had met was in high school. Oh, okay. Because um, okay. I was like, I don't, I'm not going to bring around somebody and waste my mom's time. Randos, right. Yeah. Um, and he, he asked questions. He asked what sort of things um, they were interested in or how they felt about like him being um, the one dating mm-hmm. their daughter or like her daughter. And um, 
he made a lot like he as far as effort goes like he um learned how to make sweet potato pies and, like practice really regularly and like bought a bunch of different pies to this dinner which i was like you know that's not like a it's not a requirement you just had to show up but okay um so fit in. yeah he was like <laughs> trying to fit like he was like i'm gonna learn everything about it and like I thought that that was really important because there are, I've dated a lot of dudes that are white or Asian or Latino um, that were not particularly interested in being like, I'm going on a deep dive into what's going on over here yeah. because like I want to be a permanent fixture over here. Yeah. Um, and so that was, yeah. Did you, how did, did you meet your goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, he said, I love you like super fast. Really? I was like, I believe you, but the are you crazy? Boy, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he he said it like after six weeks of dating. Okay, and I was like, you shouldn't say it like oh, that fast. Like I can't say it back. No, That's I too much. I, I don't want to lie to you. I don't right, like. Right. Um. And so I went on a trip to Europe. The trip that uh-huh. I was saving for with um niece and Kenise is my sister. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then after I got back, was like, I'm feeling you too. Aww. Like, we're good. It's that like, distance you're like okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's so awesome god di- yeah. now i gotta like do i need to set a goal like I'm, all right for 20 20 end of 2018 yeah I can, yeah i got it's like december like get your life together just be like here's what i would like to do it doesn't have to be like a physical challenge it could be like i want to raise money for charity or i like something has to no, be I want outside your of yourself i want <laughs> i want your very specific goal <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay um no that's I think that's just so fascinating because I've actually listened to a couple of podcasts that have talked about, um, I think there, it might've been a woman and a man, but people who have just been very intentional and strategic about looking for love and have been successful. And it's funny because I like, I'm kind of like that type a analytical kind of person, a logical thinking kind of person as well. And so I, that this intrigues me. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I didn't like I I've heard some of the podcasts. I think they did one on Planet Money where yeah. someone had a spreadsheet yes. and was like grading people and like they had a criteria by which the second date would happen that was like so many points and I was like, Ah, that's not my life. That's mm-hmm. not how I'm no, gonna do things. Um, but the opportunity cost thing is real. Like right. and the um the desire for and I've I've seen this more among millennials than mm-hmm. others, um, to optimize is real. So like I it's think very, Aziz yeah. Ansari did yeah. the like modern love thing mm-hmm. where there's so many choices that you're like, but something better could happen. Exactly. Yep. Or or um oh we had a fight about like who's the better director and they're wrong. And that bad taste is likely some sort like an indicator of an like, indi- yeah. yeah, and it's like <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah, like you yeah. can disagree about like major point. Like some, you can be with someone who doesn't like movies, and you like movies. Yeah. Right. One thing is they might learn to like a specific niche of movies, and if they don't, there's like every other thing to talk about. Like it's not unless you are a movie director, and they don't want to know anything about right. your life. Right. Like right. It's it is yeah. possible. No, Sorry, that's to, well, <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. Um, let's pause for a second. No, you're fine. I'll just edit this out. <laughs> I'm learning. To, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. I love how your dainty ring. Oh, thank you. Okay. It. We're back. Um, 
so so it also sounds like you're a proponent you you're a proponent of online dating and apps and whatnot yeah i don't know why people don't do it well okay so and the thing is i was i so i was very anti for a while and i was like i'm not doing this unless i'm 40 (laughs) and desperate that's how well but i also think like i don't know that's what a lot of black people have thought and i I was like for us now i know i know but it was like it was like it was this idea that i'm so popping i don't need to meet somebody on the internet i'm gonna meet someone in real life and and that's that's like genuinely like what i thought like for a really long time and i was just like nah and then one of my really good friends, she broke up with her boyfriend and was like, I'm getting on the app. I was like, bitch, why did you tell me this is the thing we were doing? Like, I didn't know we were cool with apps. Yeah. I was like, you've been single this whole time. And so I did it. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And it's and just what a really city easy. Were you in? So I was in D.C. Okay. when I started. Yeah. And I was using OkCupid because yep. I was like, Tinder is just too superficial for me. So I was like, okay, Cupid. And I had another friend who told me to use that. Yep. Um, and it was cool. And I was meeting people and it was it was straight. Yeah. And I met people who like were interesting. Not everybody worked out, but it was just like a really easy way to meet people. Yeah. Um, however, I did it for I was doing online dating for maybe like a year and a half, two years. Okay. Um, even till after like after I moved to Baltimore. And then I just kinda got burned out. Yeah. I was just like I'm not meeting people who I really click with um, this the, like too often. It wasn't going past like a second date, yeah. you know, and I was just like, I'm tired I'm yeah. like, and I needed a break. And so like, I'm still on that break, I yeah. guess. Like maybe I'll go. How long know. has that break been? Well, that's a good question. Um, I'd say since like spring. So I was talking to somebody early, like, Mm, spring into early summer and so I was like pausing with online stuff and then that ended so I was like well I guess I'll hop back on and then I went on a couple of dates and I was like nah I don't want to do this anymore Mm. I kind of just no one seems worth the energy and the effort because it is it's 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 a lot of work it's work yeah Yeah. um and so yeah I took a break and I don't know I'm still just like right now I'm on some like you have personal goals that you want to accomplish and like finding a partner the way that I want will require way more, may more work and time than I currently have. Yeah. So I think it's even more than just like the time that you would be putting into your goals versus the time that you'd be putting into work. Like as you're, as you grow in your goals and sort of what you want and all of those things, those help to clarify what you're looking for. Right. And so like, I'm, I don't think that anybody should be like, I'm sick and tired of this, but I'm going to stay on this app. One, you're wasting everyone else's time because no one wants to go on a date with you. Right. And then two, it's like, find yourself, like find, make some other crazy goal and work on that because the mental energy of, is he going to call or should I call him or, um, who should I write or any, Go do something else. No, that's very, very real. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's transition to asking for a friend. Okay. Because um, I ask all these questions for my friends who need their, who need help and advice, not me. <laughs> I don't need it, obviously. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Don't protest too much. Right, okay. exactly. <laughs> um, so I think that you're – Interracial, interracial marriage is really interesting, and so I want to kind of dig into that a little bit. So, okay. um, what are some of the challenges, if any, um, that you think are unique to interracial relationships? Um, I think that 
it requires empathy. Mm. Um, it's like, but all relationships require empathy, but it requires um, empathy on the part of the other person related to your family more mm-hmm. um, and related to like social situations. So like there are times where, for instance, Chris was like, oh, let's stop in this diner. And we were on a road trip from D.C. to Charlotte, where I live, and mm-hmm. we took the mountain route. We stop into this diner and he's like, this looks great. This looks fun. Um, and like record scratch. There is no minority people. And mm-hmm. the youngest person besides us is maybe 50. Yeah. So it's a lot of old white people yeah. looking at us like. And I think that him realizing like, oh, wait, like I could literally put my partner into danger by just sort of being like, I'm finally aware. We're having right. fun. Um, and so I'm like, nah, nah. And now he's he's hyper vigilant mm-hmm. to be like, where can we be where it makes sense? And like both of us feel cool. Right. That's yeah. really that's really important because I think being considerate of your partner's safety and comfort is is essential to any relationship. Yeah. Especially but you don't like you might not be aware of it if you never had to look for like particularly race relations. Kind right. Of things. Right. Yeah. And so he had to learn that. And then I had to learn just sort of like. Okay, my assumptions about like a group of white people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be like, I don't know them. Like, who are they? Are they going to try and hurt me? Mm-hmm. Right? And like, that's not all, like that's not always the best um, approach, approach. Yeah. particularly <laughs> when it's like meeting his family or like meeting <laughs> right. like or right. meeting people that are like connected to him. And like some people, no, don't trust them because they're yeah. not great. No, that's very real. Um, but it's it doesn't do me or my relationship any service to go into every every situation like who is you yeah. like it's to to just amp it down a little bit yeah and like give it give a chance mm-hmm. i'll give one but yeah just yeah. give a chance yeah um what are so it sounds like you've experienced some sticky or tricky yeah. situations yeah. what have there been any sort of negative has there been any negativity from like people close in your life like family or close friends or I would say no just because like the first boyfriend in high school I brought home was white yeah. and then like Kenise brought home Kenise is my twin sister Kenise yeah. brought home a white guy and so everyone was like they live in that white suburb like they're bringing <laughs> home white dudes like that's just how it's gonna be I guess um they and nobody was like if only she could find a dark skin like small bro like no right. no everybody's <laughs> like I the we're kind of quirky in the family. We want to like watch movies and like talk about some sort of poet that we saw or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're like, if they find anybody, <laughs> it's probably good for them. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. So, um, what about his family? His family. They no, I know, think I that, um, one, I don't think he would tell me if yeah. someone was like, yeah. why'd you bring this so-and-so home right. to his family's from Maine. So like any conception of race that they like, had wasn't like informed by any kind of reality so i don't think they're they would be particularly attached to it if they had it okay. right if they were like black people steal things or something like some mm-hmm. sort of like random thing that like people that are not exposed to but like somehow get like racist ideas from yeah um that they, they, they didn't come across me like they they there's like i read this one time how attached are you to that idea right. particularly someone sitting in front of you that's like oh you like this movie i like it too like you're not like gonna cling to that. I got you. Well, I mean, I hope, but um, in terms of his family, like, nah. I think that um, they actually make a conscious effort 
to like so his brother and his sister-in-law have two kids okay. and they're in boston where it's super white yeah um, but like when we go up, they like make an effort with like the toys that are, that are there, like a diversity of toys that are represented, diversity okay. in the books that are represented and not just like, we have a black book so that you know that like our kids aren't going to grow up racist, but it's like they have, I mean, they, they expose them to all types of right. cultures and things. Um, That's and I think that they, they ask sort of like, oh, like how's this? So that they're, they're not just like raising racist kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not raising racist kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so do you have any advice that you would impart into anyone going into an interracial relationship? Um, if it's if it's your first time dating someone outside your race, I would say listen twice as much as you talk. Yeah. Um, to to sort of see what the deal is and I mean, sometimes people will prove you right if you're like, mm, I don't know, and I'm not sure. And yeah. they're like, oh, I know this and that. Like, oh, God, um, so many white dudes, I think is the name of a podcast. But yeah. it's also oh, um, some of my dating history. So, um, yeah, like dudes will be like, oh, yeah, I really like Nas and I like this thing oh, about him and yeah. I like this and I like that. And Trying do you like know impress. this one song that he came out with? <laughs> the year that you were born and it was only on some like radio station for two days, but I know about it. And, and thus I am down. And I was like, I, I don't listen to Nas <laughs> like that. Like, I mean, I know who he is, but I, I don't. Um, but if you want to meet someone who's into Nas, maybe when you're writing, you should just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's also a Becky that listens to Nas too. Um, <laughs> it, it's not just because I have locks that right. I would do that. <laughs> Yeah. No, I totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would say specifically if you are a person of color dating another person of color mm -hmm. that's outside. Um, oh, okay. Right. Like, so like outside of your particular right. ethnicity, right? So like dating Asian or dating Latino. Um, like jump in, dude. Like everything <laughs> is interesting. It's fun. Like, so um, yeah, like it's not just a white to black or white to Asia. Like the look, look to your left and your right. There's some, <laughs> there's some fun stuff going on. No, that's real. It's funny. Um, I think, I think it's like Issa Rae's book and somewhere else they talk about, um, how like black women and Asian men are like yes. the bottom of the totem pole. And I'm all for these Blasian babies. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like, um, who's that dude? They did a whole episode on thirst aid kit about, um, oh, John, John Cho. Cho. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm married, but like, you could call, you know, okay. like, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's stopped there. This doesn't have to be a dividing line. Like right. if, if, if you are whatever race and you're like, I'm woke or whatever, first of all, don't say that you're woke. Let other people determine that. Right. Um, but to like, try a new flavor. No, I like it. Yeah. It's funny because I've always been open. Like I said, for a really long time, I, I was mostly attracted to non-black men yeah. like in high school and college and then i went to costa rica and it changed my life but um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's another story i would love to hear that right story. yeah but um even with that i have not dated many men outside of my race okay even, but but not for lack of wanting like i don't know i just feel like you're not, not okay sure you, they, but it might but, you a dude 
Well, okay, and that's actually my next question. Because I, in my experience, when I initiate conversation online, I don't get responded to. Yeah, I mean, some of it's trash, right? So, like, I will say that the OKCupid did a whole, this whole demographic study. I think it was in 2009, and then they updated it in 2013, where they talked about who, upon sending messages, gets the least amount of replies. Mm-hmm. And it, again, is black okay. women and Asian dudes, yeah. which is, like, Really? Because we're fine. we out here. AF. Like, yeah. Like. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say as long as you don't tie, like, your worth yeah. to a response, yeah. then, like, there's really no harm in being That's like, real. hey, I saw that you liked X, Y, and Z. They usually hang in these neighborhoods. I like this bar in this neighborhood. Want to meet up sometime. And then once you click send delete it from like right. that somebody responds or doesn't respond like detach yourself detach from that, yourself right. from that completely right. and then like yeah i mean i don't i think tinder is a trap and it's it's dumb but for like okay keep it are they still doing the thing where you like answer questions and they give you a match I percentage think so. okay to me that is like key I love it. because like a picture in 140 characters Come is on. a dumb way to pick somebody exactly. and like just sort of saying like hey like Asking questions like, what is the point of sex? Yeah. That's a huge question, the answer of which, yes. like, can really determine whether or not you should be with somebody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Or, like, I mean, they said one of the key determinants of, like, successful matches was, like, do you like horror movies? I think that's a shallow question. Mm-hmm. But, like, statistically, if it correlates with, like, second date. It might. Right? right. It, it's something, like, to consider. Right? right. But you don't get that in 130 characters right. or 140, whatever, however many Tinder lets you have. Um so, like, having a good match percentage and just being like, I'm not going to waste my time on less than 85%, because, like, why? No, right? that's very real. Um, and then just sort of saying, like, okay, I'm going to send messages, and if people get back to me, then that's cool. Um, and if they don't, like, there are so many dudes, like... yeah. There's so many. Yeah. Next. No, <laughs> next. No, that's real. I th- and I've, like, gone back and forth, because... At first, I was like, yes, okay, keep it because they have that algorithm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it and the people who I've met, uh, who I had, like, a higher percentage with, I enjoy spending time with them. Right. Like, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is legit. Um, but then someone brought in, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. But someone brought in the concept that, like, Tinder is more is is closer to real life because when you meet someone you just see them and you decide whether or not you want to talk to them and interact with them but at the same time I don't know I guess you could say that you don't nest like you get to immediately talk to that person engage and figure out if they're worth your time yeah which you I guess you can kind of do in the conversation you know the chatting I would say that 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 tinder is closer to real life doesn't make it a better thing at all in (laughs) real life sucks like it's very real just let that go that's that's a really good point if in a bar, they had some bubble over people's heads. Girl. It was like, this guy sucks. Or like, this guy literally doesn't know like that women can have orgasms. Like, bye. Yeah. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't hang out with him. Don't yeah. talk to him. Um, and that he has a cute picture is still not going to help you out at all. No. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I like that there's a percentage match and all of that stuff. And I would say, like, yeah, it's. It's a numbers game. I mean, like, it's a numbers game. So you No, just it's very real. And through. It's funny, too. Like, listening to um, Esther Perel, her new yeah. podcast, and just, like, thinking that, yes, relationships are a lot about emotions and how you feel about a person, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of just, like, data and information that needs to be assessed. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
these apps help you sift through some people and like narrow down your like choices to people who you're actually potentially compatible with. Yes. Because one thing that she said recently is like, it's easy to find a love. It's not easy to find someone who you can live a compatible life with. Mm -hmm. There's lots of dudes that you can feel all kinds of ways about and draw hearts in a journal with that don't know how to flush a toilet or like take out the trash. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know them personally. Yeah. It's like, mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) imagine a random Tuesday after you've been living with someone for five years. Like, that's. Yeah. That's another criteria. Yeah. Um, can I give a piece of advice? Of course, uh, please do. Um, if you're going to online date yeah. and you're gonna like be very intense about like boom 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 to knock them through, yeah. you're gonna meet a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And some of them are gonna be like, mm, this guy's pretty hot or like mm, yeah. I'm feeling this guy. Um, I think that it is very beneficial uh-huh. to while you're doing that, have a friend with benefits. People are like, why would you have a friend with benefits? You want to like fall in love with someone. One, because you're not hooking up all the time with like third date randos. Right. Um, Two, there's no emotion. Like there's no emotional. I mean, there's there's emotional attachment, but there's no like, oh, if this goes well, then like physically I might get gratification. You're already getting gratification. You're good. You could be friends with this person that you're sitting across the table with or not. Like there's no there's no like um, physical urgency that comes from. Like you've already got the handle. Like it's that's a really it's good. Yeah. I like that because like I think there are times when you find someone you're like, oh, I found one. Like, but if you're like, well, I got someone yeah. just to fall yeah. back on if this yeah. doesn't work out, it's way easier to be like, nah, yeah. not feeling it. Yeah, it's like mm, this. Or like, what did you say? Can you explain that idea yeah. that you had about this? Instead of being like glossary, let's get to the yeah. The, yeah. And and then like you, for me, it was like drink one drink or two drinks Mm -hmm. because after the third drink you're like you're funny and i'm hilarious and i feel great it's like drink two drinks have someone that you know like on a friday if you schedule your date at seven and it sucks then you have someone at eight o'clock that you can text and be like what's good and then at 9 30 you're handled like dang yeah that's real (laughs) (laughs) i really like that I knew you were strategic <laughs> at work, but like <laughs> this is on a whole nother level. Like I need to step my game up I'm clearly. Just saying, like I mean, like and it can be like someone that you are not going to date, and the fact that you're dating people and like talking to people, you're not catching feelings for yes. someone who is just providing a really, really necessary and good service. <laughs> right, right. They're pr- let them provide that service yeah. and then walk away and right. go have a very interesting intellectual conversation on date number two with guy number seventeen. Like, dang, I really like that. You just like Tommy something. <laughs> I'm like literally. I'm like. Uh, I think I never really deactivated my my OkCupid account. I just stopped checking it. Yeah. Might need to go check it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Say, yeah. Yeah. And like, I the I uh, during my year of 100. percent Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had, had a friend with benefits. Like when I met Chris, I was like, Hey, so look, this has been like fun, and I really appreciate it. Um, but I think you're looking for other things. I'm looking for yeah. other things. And he was like, Yeah, because. That's what this was. And it was like, we have a mutual understanding about what this was. Yeah. Nobody's mad. Yeah. And then I can like get into a relationship that's serious. Yeah. And not be like, is he going to call or who's going to go? Like, right. no, nah, I got plans. Yeah. I'm good. So, sorry. And now I'm curious about your friend with benefits. Is that, um, how was it, how was it, how were you able to not develop Feeling like, did you not like him? Did you not enjoy spending no, time with I, him? I thought that he was, was it? great. Uh-huh. He was coming out of a relationship. And mm-hmm. so emotionally, I think he just had like a lot of baggage, yeah. right? And I'm, 
like I doubt that if I hadn't met anybody and we'd continue to hook up that it would have like transformed or he would have gotten over that baggage Mm -hmm. like he was just dealing with stuff yeah and like there are people who like should be alone for a a long period of time um and they can be alone and then still physically be a really great resource (laughs) right I (laughs) I don't know how to like frame that in a more refined way but like (laughs) He needed to be alone and work his stuff out yeah. about his ex. And then once or twice a week, he could physically, you know, hang out and yeah. then go home and do what he had to do and not make it my problem at all. But since you knew that going in, you yeah. knew you didn't want to, like, yeah. you just weren't going to allow yourself yeah. to go down that path. Yeah, okay. and it was like, okay. I was already, like, I was training for the ride. I was working an extra job and I was going on all these dates. Right. So like the, the sort of two times a week was like, if it was schedule appropriate. Right. right? And like he, he was somewhat flexible on his schedule. And so it like worked out really well. He was really smart. He was a friend of a friend at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, he was very discreet, which is like very important. Um, and he was, he was, he was nice, yeah, you know, like, I yeah. mean, he, there wasn't, it, he wasn't like, oh, women are bitches or like, yeah. you know, they're just going to try and break. Like, he was just like working through stuff. Yeah. And like no, he, that's very real. Yeah, he, I think it's just, um, in my experience with like people I know and my experience, personal experience with friends with benefits is like someone yeah, got caught up yeah. at some point and someone got their feelings hurt. And so it was never just purely this, like y'all part ways and it's like, oh, okay. I don't, I mean, I feel like. But I could, I could see that, like, being very intentional entering that relationship yeah. and knowing what it is, like, that, I could see that being successful. Yeah, particularly if it's part of a larger thing. I mean, like, it sounds really cold to be like, specifically, if it's part of a larger strategy right. in order to, like, <laughs> handle one part of yourself while you find your soulmate. I like, mean, men do it all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, but it, it makes it so much easier if yeah. you're, like, not, like, like super lustful on date three because yeah. you haven't had any and yeah. you've just been going out with losers like no it's okay i'm gonna have two drinks and if you're cool then maybe we can go on another date and no skin off my back yeah yeah i've learned so much today <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for sharing your story your experiences this is great no problem i appreciate it thank you for having me on your show all right bye guys bye thanks for listening to this episode of situationships If you like this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Become an official Situationships boothang by donating to the podcast Patreon page. I'll love you forever. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships podcast community on social media. The pod is on Instagram and Facebook at SituationshipsPod and on Twitter at SituationsPod. If you have a story you want to share on the podcast, email me at situationshipspod at gmail.com. Stay up to date on the events, stories, and news for the podcast by signing up at situationshipspodcast.com. And lastly, help your friends raise their dating standards by sharing this episode with a friend who needs to hear this word. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.